media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Tell you what, there's a, you know, there are so many journalists under attack, particularly in war zones around the world, but then other times not in war zones, but under attack just by pressure. Uh, you know, there's been, uh, there's been allegations around what's happened to Suna Fenta from the SABC in terms of being shot at, uh, for things she may have said and not said. People who do investigative stuff come under threat as well. So it's, it's in, in normal countries, but also in war zones specifically. What it certainly gets us thinking about is, is the issue of just, just how safe are journalists when they go to war zones and, and you know um, in, in particular Shiraz Mohammed the South African uh, now abducted in Syria over two weeks we have no idea where he is and what's actually happening it gets us thinking about just that so Colin Pereira is with me the, the CPJ's chief strategist on journalist safety Colin appreciate your time hi morning Ashraf how are you I'm very good indeed CPJ what does that stand for Committee to Protect Journalists. All right, so, okay, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, are you in a position to do just that? Uh, yes, we like to think so. Um, I mean, we're a press freedom organization uh, that specializes in reporting on violations to increase the ability of ju- journalists to operate in repressive areas. And recently we've put together an emergencies team that helps journalists um, in terms of information and advice implement preventative strategies uh, to operate safely when they're in conflict zones and war zones. I suppose it asks that question, um, or begs the question, that generally, how, how safe are journalists in war zones in particular, when they are doing their job, reporting on what they see? Well, it really depends which war zone we're talking about. Um, but if, if you look at the statistics, they're not good. Uh, in 2016, 48 journalists were killed. The vast majority of them were in a war zone. Uh, and we're still investigating 27 more cases. Um, and basically, it's pretty dangerous for journalists operating in war zones. Uh, and in the last two decades, what we have seen is an increase in targeting of, of deliberate targeting of journalists. Uh, previously, journalists operated with a degree of impartiality, all sides in the conflict recognized that um, an impartial info- information flow was necessary. Uh, but these days, unfortunately, journalists are viewed as, as targets, uh, viewed as opportunities to kidnap, uh, and they're viewed as uh, the potential to make money, quite frankly. What, what, why is that happening? I mean, is it because uh, these, these warmongers in these different regions have these ulterior motives, as you said, just to make money? Or is it that they see themselves under threat by journalists. I mean, journalists are at war against, against the atrocities they see. So they are in a war zone. It's journalists versus the, the army, or journalists versus a rebel or perpetrator of violence. I think across the board in a lot of countries, in, including war zones, what you are seeing is the actors in the conflict are using murder and kidnapping as a way of censorship. So if they don't like your message, they will happily kill you, kidnap you, uh, or punish you in some way. And that's not just uh, war, uh, warlords or um, actors on the battlefield. That is governments as well. And certainly in the last 15 years, you've seen a, a very steady increase of that kind of behavior. So uh, In places like Syria and Iraq, 
you are definitely seeing uh, the sharp end of the, of the knife there, where basically your life is in danger if you put out a message that the other side doesn't like. But let, let's take your organization then. Are you in a position, you spoke about preemptive, but in a case of, say, Shiraz, Mohammed, and, and many unnamed people, of course, right, that uh, around the world, in fact, that are, that are uh, apprehended and, and kidnapped and held out for ransom, w- what sort of powers do you have, in fact, to, to do anything about it? In terms of prevention? Well, prevention or, or release? Well, let's start with prevention. Mm. So a lot of people who find themselves in the war zones are operating without perfect information. And they are often putting themselves at risk unnecessarily or taking risks that they, they shouldn't be, quite frankly. And it's our job as a clinic to protect journalists to spread information to them, to tell them what the risks are, what they can do to improve their situation. And, you know, we're very happy to take calls from them to help them on a bespoke basis um, and hopefully reduce the opportunity that they have to be kidnapped or uh, murdered. However, in terms of resolution, we there is no silver bullet for any organization. And uh, basically what we do is we work with um, groups involved to find leverage to either uh, liberate individuals. Um, If it's appropriate, we raise awareness about the case uh, because often public opinion can sway uh, different parties. Uh, And very importantly, we work with the family um, to support them.